Welcome to How You Spend Your Days. The goal of this show is to explore debt, break down the stigma around talking about money, and share my own journey of becoming debt-free. My name is Colin. And I'm Calvin, joining again. And we are here for episode eight. This is the last episode of 2018. We're recording on Christmas Eve. Yes. uh, Merry Christmas to everybody that celebrates Christmas. Yes, and thanks for spending Christmas Eve in the podcast studio. <laughs> I wouldn't be I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. It's, we're it's we're holding place. to our accountability even during the holidays. So it's yes. Good. And your plan to yeah, side side note, what you tell you telling me to record every week actually has made me work harder, so. Yeah, good, good it idea. definitely helps. Um and I think you know, tomorrow this episode will come out on a Wednesday, uh, which will be Christmas Day. I won't be working tomorrow. Uh, you won't be working tomorrow, I hope, either. I'm going to code for an hour. You're going to code for an hour. That's good. Yeah. Good self-work. Yep. Um, and uh, then we'll be back in 2019 with the first episode, uh, episode nine, which will yeah. be exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, so what are we talking about today? So today we're going to go back to episode three where I talked about uh, the kind of goals that I wanted to address after having gone through all the different debts and, and uh, expenses and things that we that I owe. Cool. Let's uh, let's go through them. I see that you've made it easy for me to kind of ask you about them. So your first goal was creating a $1,000 emergency fund. Uh, how's that going? So that one is in progress. Um, I'm about a fourth of the way there. Um, mm-hmm. So what's been nice about this uh, is that I'm doing it using my bank simple, um, and I just have it as an automated savings goal. Um, so it is taking money out of my account every day. Um, I'm hoping to, uh, since it's not a completed goal, we'll, we'll address this a little bit later, but I want to tweak this goal to either add a deadline to it or, um, to accelerate that as my like next ultimate goal, just because having that in the bank will help me, uh, just feel better about some things. Right. Um, and there was some debate, I think on our last episode and, and, you know, about whether that should go on credit cards or not. But, you know, once I get it into savings, then I can figure out where it's going to go. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I remember talking about that with you. I was going to ask, um, cause I, I know you, you wanted to track this as a a small win for you, Mm -hmm. uh, in your kind of plan to get rid of debt completely. And I wanted to see if you still felt that way about kind of bundling up this thousand dollars versus just paying it off a credit card or a part of a credit card. Right. Yeah. I mean, we know that like financially, like the numbers make the most sense to just get the debt right. gone because of interest. Um, but we were actually just talking before this show. Um, there's, you know, a lot of talk of resolutions um, and how and why people don't like follow through with their resolutions. They always make them. They set mm-hmm. these big ambitious goals and something comes off the rails at some point. And I do think that like results are better than goals. And so like a result for me is did I hit the thousand dollar goal? Right. Whether I keep that in savings or then put it on the credit card later, it won't actually matter um, because I will have accomplished it. And then after I do that, I hope to have the next goal and the next goal. Right. Um, and so I can measure that results over time, which I know my personality needs. Um, and I think most people need, I think most people tend to say like, you know, they set some kind of ambiguous goal of I'm going to use my phone less next in the yeah, new year. Those or, don't, those are just dreams. They're not <laughs> plans. They're not, I mean, yeah, they're goals, but unless you have some kind of system or plan to take you there, they're just dreams. Yeah. And I think our podcasts, you know, both of us have these accountability podcasts are that, you know, weekly do the work time um, so that we 
are slowly marching towards the goal instead of setting this like, hey, it's a brand new year. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the email made me laugh. and We'll put some of it in the show notes just because it's like January is coming and you know you're going to have so much more time come January and you're going to have so much more energy and nope. everything's just going to be so perfectly aligned for you to get things done. And that's not going to be the case. It's it's an arbitrary passage of time. Um, and I mean, it, there's, yeah, I mean, every self-help and every, you know, productivity and motivation calendar yeah. poster out there is going to tell you to do yeah, the work today. <laughs> no, nothing special is happening in six days. It's no. a, even, <laughs> I love how Neil deGrasse Tyson always like makes fun of um, New Year's resolution people because it's. The new year is some date that we decided to start counting. Yeah. And this is just the 2019th version of that. Yep. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's... So, I think holding to doing the show weekly and marching towards those goals, I think, is the right way. And the results will then speak for themselves. Yeah. You know, if I was doing this for such a long time and there were no results, you know, you end up in that plateau and you have to start thinking about, like, what are you going to do to switch up mm-hmm. the habits and the goals to keep that motivation there? Obviously, there's also the feeling of getting out of debt and being on the other side of debt that's also very motivating and encouraging for me. Um, but having those small wins, I think, will continue to help. So Yeah, builds a uh, momentum. I think yeah. that's good. So that's your first goal, creating a $1,000 emergency fund. Uh, your second one was to establish a plan, I'm guessing a payment plan with the IRS. Yeah, so I think um, in episode two when we talked about what I owe – um, I had the number, but I had no sense of what they were going to allow me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so had the conversation with them. That's all squared away. Um, thankfully, I think it's it's a good enough plan where I'll be able to pay off the IRS and start putting some distance on the credit cards as well. Yeah. Um, rather than having to just solely just focus on the IRS um, and have that consume all of my plans. Obviously, they need to be paid first. They should have been paid first. Right. Um, there's no denying that I owe it, so we're getting it taken care of. So I'm sure the listeners, and myself included, we're all kind of curious how that conversation with the IRS went. Was mm-hmm. that like a, a difficult conversation? Did you have to convince them that this is how much money you bring in? This is how much money you're, you have saved up? Like, How did that conversation go, or was it a pretty friendly conversation over the phone? Um, so thankfully for this one, I did not have to make a phone call. Um, I will admit that I am very afraid of talking to them on the phone, (laughs) even though I know that there's nothing to be afraid. I don't think you're alone there. (laughs) They do have the power to do a lot of bad things. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are afraid. And one of the biggest things, um, there's, a the company, the money gym, and they talk about this as being the biggest, um, issue that people have with money is that they don't open their mail. Mm-hmm. And so they'll get something from the IRS and they're afraid, right? They don't right. know what they're going to do with it. And so they don't, they just leave it. Mm-hmm. And if they had opened it, they would realize that it's not that bad and they can just deal with it then instead of waiting for a month where you're going to incur, you know, fees or maybe it wouldn't have been as bad if you had actually just got on the phone. Yeah. Um, so what I did was um, I sat down and, and basically went through the process online mm-hmm. uh, of, of going through the payment plan. You have to wait for it to be approved. And so that was the period where I was like, okay, they could say no to this and right. say it's all due or whatever that might be. And depending on what numbers you have, there are options for actually getting a settlement, you know, depending on what you owe and, and you know, settling for less yeah. or figuring out a different option. But 
um, they were happy with the monthly plan that I put forward. And so we're doing that. I have to imagine that you just even going through that process kind of put you in their good graces. Yes. I, I can't imagine that website so. of pay, that payment plan website they have gets too many hits from people that owe them money. I'm sure most of their job is like, you know, trying to find people that aren't responsive and are yeah. not paying and are arguing. You're just like, hey, here's how I'm going to do it. They're like, oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I mean, that is a complete 180 for me. I used to be the person who would carry the letters in my backpack every day, right? I would wow. like, I would get them. I'm like, okay, I know I need to deal with that, but I need to do my work right now. And I'm right. just going to push that off. And then I don't get to it. And then I don't get to it. And when um, I hired a bookkeeper to help, like, get my stuff situated, mm-hmm. You know, I had to have help to untie that and to, I mean, I think doing that helped me have a healthier, um, you know, relationship even with the mail, I guess, which is that when I get mail, I process it immediately now. I don't let it stack up because I don't know what's waiting for me in there. Um, and I hope, you know, once I'm out of debt, that's the feeling that I'm not going to have to have anymore is right. that there shouldn't be this silver bullet coming in the mailbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I like being proactive about it. It makes me feel better. I'm not just running around carrying this thing around that, you know, is unresolved. And yeah. So we have a resolution, you know, working towards that. Um, I so, think that's a, I think that's a big win there. That's even just having a plan to, to go about it. Even if that has a change, that's fine. But at least you have numbers and dates instead of just, again, this arbitrary goal of paying back the IRS. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's the second goal. Uh, third one, let's see, choose of a, plan of attack for your credit card payoff. And you've said that that is not done. Okay, tell me about that. Yeah, so this one is really needs to be broken down into multiple goals for 2019, but uh, this was really just figuring out like am I going to go the debt snowball or debt avalanche approach of do you pay off the card with the smallest balance first or do you pay the card with the highest interest rate first? Right. Um, you know, proponents of uh paying off and not incurring as much interest as possible would say do the high interest one first. Right. Um, I would say that too. Yeah. So that's, which is a very, very common tactic. Depending on how many cards and how much debt people have, the the other approach of getting rid of the smallest card is more of a small win thing. Right. I feel like I have enough small wins, um, you know, even just talking to the IRS and getting that, you know, in a good place. Um, getting the emergency fund, I feel like, you know, going after the highest interest one for me is going to make the most sense. But have you compared the two methods? Like how much? Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping the difference isn't that big for you to choose the one that most people don't choose. Um, If I stick to both of them to a T, they didn't make, I think the difference was like five or $600. Okay. So like, that's interesting. It, I would need to like, this is where it needs to be broken out into more of a goal is that I actually need to sit down and figure out after I pay the IRS, how much does that leave me to go towards credit cards? And then what is that allotment going to look like on right. each card? Because um, obviously that means paying my minimums on the other two cards and then focusing on the high interest card right. with whatever the difference is. So um, that is part of the financial spreadsheet that I've been working on, which is actually my goal for this week, mm-hmm. um, regardless of these five goals that we're talking about, which is I need to have a better way of like a literally measuring like where am I, mm-hmm. where am I now, where was I, how long is this going to take me if I keep going, and then when I do make more income or have a month where expenses happen to be lower, um, I can then reallocate money and actually see like what that burn down is going to look like, which I right. think will be really helpful to see like the progress okay forward cool 
Uh, so that's it for the credit card payoff plan. Let's talk about your fourth goal, which was to inventory your expenses, which I think I would talk to you about that one too. Yeah. So that goal we did in episode four. Yeah, episode yeah. four was the the work for that. <laughs> right. That was the one that kind of scared me and made me look at how much I spent on coffee and eating out. Yeah. That was a lot. Yeah. So an update <laughs> on that, we, yeah, we, if you're interested in that, go back to episode four and you can listen to all the categories. We don't go through every single expense I had, but we roll them up into categories. Um, and there were some surprises there. And so that rolled into what I did this month, which has been tracking my expenses in my bullet journal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, we have a week left in this month and I am pretty sizably under that. There's still a lot that I could carve out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still working on that, but um, that's the kind of money that I want to start throwing at those high interest cards so I can get that stuff going. Yeah. And since that episode, I actually reactivated my mint account. <laughs> um, and I've found that it's a lot easier to recategorize, um, uh, miscellaneous expenses, which was the thing that kind of, that was the, the tension or the, the friction that prevented me from, from doing it every day in the first place. But now they've either updated something in their, their website or I'm not sure what they did, but it's a lot easier now. Um, it still requires you to look at it every day, which I am trying to make that a habit, but I will recommend that anyone should sign up for a mint account so that they can see where their money is going because it was very surprising for me. Yeah. And mint makes that really automatic. I think if you're not checking it, it just becomes another ledger that you can ignore, but, um, it's pretty eye-opening, and before this one, I actually sat down and had a did a comparison chart between this month and October when we did episode four, and that was just helpful to see. Yep. All right, that's your fourth goal, uh, inventory expenses. Your fifth goal was to smooth out your freelance income or get a job. <laughs> Still in progress. <laughs> <laughs> I, I laugh at that because of numerous conversations we've had about you getting a real job, even though you do have a real job. It's just, I have a lot of real jobs I know. is my problem. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have my freelance income with multiple clients, which are multiple jobs. Um, and then I also have the co-working space. And so, right. um, one of those, the co-working space doesn't pay me. So we need to pretend like that's not a job for a little bit, even though it takes up many of your hours. It can, but that's also been part of my, um, uh, smoothing out my freelance income portion of this, which is that it needs to take up less of my hours um, and allow uh, the people that we do pay to do their work. So um, so in terms of uh, progress on this, I am actually trending towards a much more predictable and smoother freelancing income mm-hmm. um, that does not yet rule out completely the idea of getting a job. Um, there's a lot of benefits around getting a job in terms of um, – you know, the withholding taxes and all that kind of stuff is automatically taken out. Um, you have most companies provide benefits. Which yeah, I was going to say the biggest one is probably cheaper health insurance. Cheaper and better. Cheaper yeah. and better, yes. Yeah. Uh, two things that are great when you're trying to get out of debt. Yes. Um, you know, right now I have to think about those as expenses for myself. And so those actually, uh, you know, my health insurance is part of my personal expenses because I uh, am self-employed. Um, obviously, you know, even in a job, that's part of your general compensation package. So it's, it's accounted for. Right. Um, so, but, uh, freelancers don't have the same options on the market as groups do like yeah. a company does. So, um, but yeah, so that's definitely something we're going to keep watching. Um, and then what I've done here, um, 
going forward for 2019 is I've taken the goals that we haven't completed, um, which is the emergency fund, the credit cards, and the income, and those are going to carry over to 2019. Yeah, why don't you run us through that list real quick, things you're going to be doing on top of or to change some of those goals. Yeah, so um, real quick here, the first goal continues to be the $1,000 emergency fund, but in the new year, I want to um, not just rely on the $5, you know, that uh, it actually is doing $5 a day from simple. So that's going to take a little while to get to the goal. Um, so I want to get there faster. So I'm going to speed that up by putting larger chunks into that, um, with each paycheck. Okay. Um, so then that, and that'll kind of depend. I need to figure out a percentage of each paycheck or something like that. Yeah. Um, goal number two, uh, this is a little bit less of a goal. This is actually a net new goal, um, separate from the five we just talked about, which is that I'm going to start using an app called Catch, um, which is automatically going to pull my withholding out of all of my invoices okay. so that I cannot uh, accumulate more withholding debt to the IRS. Right. Um, and I don't even know that the word debt is the right word for this. Uh, it's money that is owed. So it is a debt or right. liability rather. Um, but what's really cool about Catch is that it allows you um, as a 1099 employee to set a percentage for withholding. And then you also get to set a percentage for, um, they call it like time off, but it's vacation, getting sick or having gaps in work, which are right. all three things that, you know, it may not be that you're going to go on like, you may not go to Hawaii, but having the ability to take a break so that you can rest, mm-hmm. um, take a day or two off. You get to kind of calibrate what that percentage is. Yeah. And then every time you get paid, it detects the payment and says, was this income? And then moves it into a BBVA compass account um, that is yours that you have. So you can then pay the IRS with that. Well, wow, this is a little more sophisticated than just setting aside money in your savings account. It is. Um that is the other option. So I'm going to try this with Catch um, starting in January with the new tax year. Um, obviously, I could just do this myself um, right. every time I get paid, take the percentage, move it. Uh, and I, I may end up doing that. I still don't know a lot about Catch. So this is not an endorsement for them yet. Yeah. Um, I've reached out to them and asked them, like, what, how do you make your money? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because there are no pricing plans. There are no, um, there's no sense of how they make that money. Maybe they're making it off of holding it. But when I signed up, I had to create an account through BBVA Compass. So as far as I know, that account is my account. It's not their account that my money is sitting in. And there are other companies like B Solo where the money goes into their account and they have pricing plans and you know they're going to be around because people are paying them. So, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, is this... A sustained, is this a startup that may not be here by the end of the year? And right. if that happens, where's my money? I don't need any of those kinds of uh, wrenches thrown into the system. So uh, if you know anyone at Catch, if you work at Catch, uh, please please respond to my email. I know it's the holidays. Oh, so they haven't responded to you yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, I know it's the holidays right now. So I'm going to, before I move a single dollar, I'm going to get those You're answers. just going to find a note taped to your door saying, <laughs> don't ask questions, use Catch. Yeah. So, I mean... 
their website, I did some digging on their background. It, it's all very reputable. I just would like to know what situation I'm getting into. Like if it's going to end up being a really expensive service, then it doesn't make sense because yeah. that's money that can go to servicing debt. Right, right. So um, that one goes into goal three, which was the focusing on freelance income. Uh, I do have a lot of work now, um, even though it's winter and that usually tends to dry up. Yeah. Um, so it's figuring out, you know, the best allotment of my time and effort and getting all that work out the door. So I just got to get the work done now. Yeah. It's like you're a form of hibernation, but instead of eating and sleeping the whole winter, <laughs> you're working and accruing money that's to pay off debt for the rest of the year. That's the plan. Um, and then finally, this is another habit, uh, just continuing to use the bullet journal. Um, it's really helped to add structure to my days. Um, are you still doing yours as well? Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I don't tend to hit my reflection at night like ever. Yeah. Um, but the next morning I will go in and reflect on the, what I did or didn't do the day before and then start getting the day, uh, the new day ready. So, yeah. Um, it's helped. It's added a little bit of structure. And like this month recording my expenses has helped. Um, that's not something I think I'm going to continue doing because I, I will go a few days sometimes without doing it. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go in and manually rewrite in all those couple days, um, which is actually still pretty eye-opening to do. Uh, even though Mint is doing that for me. But just even having that sense of this is what I'm doing today, this is what I'm doing next week, um, it's been pretty helpful. So yeah, yeah. all healthy habits and and bigger goals, not resolutions for the new year. Yeah, um, things resolutions that, don't work. Yeah, we, we, we definitely are going to have to check in and keep updating these and figuring out what makes sense. Um, in the new year, there will be more shows focused around tactical strategy things mm -hmm. and less of these like updates on how's Colin doing? I think, um, you know, just having an update on how much debt do I have is not going to be interesting long-term. And so getting guests that can, um, share their stories of getting out of debt, um, share their stories of how they consume, how they like to split their income, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, so that I can see if any of those things will work for me. Um, and a lot of it I know is just like putting my head down and doing the work. So we're going to yeah. do a lot of that. Can relate to that. Awesome. Cool. Well, that'll do it for episode eight. Uh, if you like what you are listening to and want to follow along more, um, please hit the subscribe button. It really helps uh, to have other people find um, the show with more subscribers. Hit the like button, leave a review or rating. Um, if you have any questions uh, that you would like to see answered on the show, uh, you can find us uh, on all of our uh, contacts at howyouspendyourdays.com. Uh, all the social media profiles are on there as well as email address. Uh, I would love to kind of hear what your story is. Uh, and we will catch you next week for 2019. See you then. See ya. Music in this episode from Blue Dot Sessions.